I don't want anyone in the general public ever questioning what they see when they turn on television or go to a live event. Vince McMahon, World Wrestling Federation boss, calling for drug tests in the WWF. He's getting tough on steroid use after Dr. George Sahorian was convicted of selling steroids to several WWF stars, including Rowdy Roddy Piper. I don't personally think that it's wrong. I think it should be controlled. Lyle Alzado, several years ago, defending steroids during his pro football career. Today, he's battling inoperable brain cancer. He believes steroids are the cause. Two incidents and just the tip of the iceberg. To give you an idea of how widespread this problem is, a Justice Department medical expert says 6 to 7% of male high school students are on antibiotic steroids. Anything to get that edge. I'd say it's pretty common in not only bodybuilding, but probably all sports. Uh, the bad thing about it is that all competitors now are trying to get that extra edge. While Doug Caparino still believes in pumping iron the all-natural way, he believes part of the steroid problem is the fact that they're readily available. People, believe it or not, I mean, travel around between different gyms, between different athletic camps and everything, just trying to promote this stuff. We're talking about the single most dangerous group of prescription drugs. And sadly, Dr. Alan Levy says people who are getting hooked on steroids are as young as 12. In Westwood, Gay Yee, Channel 9 News. So were you, were you, before, were you working before or after the steroid trials? Where, where were you in that timeline? I was actually just started wrestling. Was, I was probably perfect for that time. It was just like it was, I think it started, I mean, he was uh, Vince McMahon versus the U.S., and he was found not, not guilty in 1994. Um, okay. I started in 1991. So I think it was just, I think the Zahorian stuff, the doctor who got busted for the steroids before they brought Vince in, I mean, that went all the way back to like into the 80s, but I think it was 1991 is when Dr. George Zahorian was convicted of illegally supplying anabolic steroids in 1991. Okay. So I had already had heard about it. And it's just like, you, you knew they were coming. I mean, being in, being from New York, I was familiar with Phil Mushnick of the, of the New York post and how he, he hated McMahon. So there was always hit pieces uh, out on the, as Vince, as they put it in the show. Mm -hmm. And this was before the internet. So it was like, wow, there's wrestling content in this newspaper. Oh, it's just like, but it's, it was bad him. news. Yeah. It was him kind of like burying McMahon, but it was, uh, obviously it was a big deal. I mean, and it changed wrestling forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it brought on the new generation. You know, no one talks about the new generation. Everyone's like attitude error, or I don't know what, what do they call the Hulk Hogan error? Is that the, that's the rock, rock and wrestling rock, era. Rock and wrestling era. Yeah. So not like the superstar era, but that's when they could, it was rock and roll, but between those two, there was the new generation era, and it was basically everybody who didn't look like they were on steroids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's not totally true. I mean, they had Brett and Sean, who I think both admitted that they were on it, but they they were not three hundred pounds, right? And they were also they were not part of the trial. Yeah. You know, Hogan was part of the trial. Trial Ultimate Warrior was part of the trial. Rick Rude was part of the trial. I mean, those guys were not part of the trial. You know, but there were still guys that were. Trying to find ways around it. Yeah. You know, but so they were legal though, right? For a long yeah, time. They, they were, were legal. legal yeah. And then the law changed and that's where why this began. Yeah. I think that's where 
you know, why they, they were able to lose that. And it's just like, they were able to say that they started taking it when it was legal. It did seem like they were trying to make an example of Vince. I mean, it was always, you know, when he talks about, I beat the government, you know, but like digging into this, you, it was really clear that it's just like, you know, their lawyer, you know, Vince's lawyer that he got is just like, yeah, he, he was able to just like carve this case up, you know, it wasn't good. And McDivitt, you know, I think that was interesting. I heard Jim Ross talk about outside of this show, even though he was on the inside of it too, that it was just like, I can't believe you got McDivitt on the show and interviewed him. Like he was almost proud of it. He's completely fearless. That's, that's gotta be, that's like a lawyer cliche. He fears nothing. Yeah, no, he was not afraid at all. Like even, and what did he say? Well, how, how would you describe your relationship with Vince McMahon? Oh yeah. I think he would said unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yeah. Yeah. Bonded for life. Bonded for life. You know, and there's no way that Vince is a, is a fan of this show, but it's just like, they were not worried at all that it was accidentally going to leak out anything that nobody needed to hear. Yeah. But it was a big deal. And there's at the time too, I mean, I remember following it in the papers. You had to follow it in the newspapers. Right. But it was just like, yeah. <laughs> talking about it was the circus. It was just like the dirt sheets were there and fans were there. And Vince McMahon made himself the baby face. And it just like came out. What do you think about the neck brace? Do you think that was cafe <laughs> or not? <laughs> ah, man. It's just like, I, I. it does seem like, you know, lawyer 101 is just like try to get sympathy with an injury. Uh-huh. But it's I also can, wrestling 101. Yeah, exactly. So it, it it did feel like that's just like, yeah, he was working a gimmick. Because I, I did like the celebration when he's like, you know, you can take that off now. And Vince took it off and started like throwing it in the air. <laughs> Jeez, but I mean that. Also, knowing Vince and the workaholic he is, I think it made sense. He's like, well, I might as well get major neck surgery when I'm not going to be able to work anyway. Right. So I could see that, and he wasn't obviously he wasn't wrestling yet either. But it it did. It always was strange when you, all the pictures you see him in like the neck brace. Did Very you, Andy Kaufman esque, yeah, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah that's what uh, treasure hunters need to get. Get that other neck. That's the second most famous neck brace in professional wrestling. Right. Did uh, I thought it was interesting that they only touched on the stuff with nails. Did you know the stuff with nails? No, versus no. Vince Go, McMahon? Tell me about it again. Nails was the guy that was brought in. He was Kevin Kelly, I think, in AEWA, and he got brought in. As to be in an angle with the boss man, and he was going as the prisoner nails. So, uh-huh. and it's just like boss man kind of like abused him or something, or or he accused him of abusing him. So he was going to come in there and get his revenge on this prison guard. Mm-hmm. But something happened behind the scenes, and I don't know the full story, but like there's only been a few physical confrontations with Vince. You know, obviously, we know the Brett one. There's only a few people that got physical with Vince McMahon, but Nails was one of them. Yeah. And they didn't bring that part up. So what, ha- what happened? They just didn't bring it. Let me, let me pull it up here. Hold on. Because it's just like, because what did the lawyer say? He's like, do you have any animosity towards Vince McMahon? And he's like, no. And then the lawyer was like, uh, your honor, he doesn't know what the word animosity is. And then. They were like, do you hate Vince McMahon? Yes, I hate Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Let me see if I can find it. Nails. I don't know if it, he tried to choke him 
or if he tried to punch him. Here, let's see what JR talked about it. Fired after, I'll say, in 2015, they said Nails was fired after punching Vince McMahon. Oh. But then it said a day a WWE superstar nearly strangled Vince McMahon to death. This was like 1992. So this was still like part of like the trial, like the trial age. Where is it? Six. Okay, here are six fights who beat, six fighters who beat Vince McMahon in real life. <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of those. In the end of 1992, Nails was not happy with his pay for the SummerSlam pay-per-view event that year, accusing false promises Furious, he soon found himself in Vince's office, and evidently his discomfort was not satisfied. Needless to say, it would be his last hours. What did it say? Nails cornered Vince. Oh, this was from Bret Hart, one of the closest witnesses to the event, who is a man who knows something about hitting the boss, Bret. Bret said, Nails cornered Vince in his office and yelled at him for about 15 minutes. He was clearly out of his mind, very angry. He said he was tired of lies and things like that. Suddenly there was a loud noise and Nails was strangling Vince violently. Hmm. It was like Blackjacks. He was the first and I remember screaming at me to come help him. Slaughter and a couple more agents were there. When they were separated, Nails did not resist and left before the police arrived and charged him. He strangled him very, very hard, fainted him. I think if no one had entered the room, who knows what would have happened. Jeez. So, like, he, he literally tried to choke him to death. And then, of course, he went on to try to get him, you know, he testified against him. <laughs> I was like, wow. Wow. No, I didn't know about that. Yeah, and then later on, he, he supposedly said it happened because Vince had harassed him in some way. I don't know if it was like a sexual harassment thing. So, But it it didn't work. I don't know if he was just trying to get away from you know that you literally just try to choke your boss out so i feel like they didn't go into that at all right because they didn't bring it up in dark side that the physical confrontation they just knew that nails was one of the people that the the government got to got to go against vince you know on the stand against vince mm -hmm. but they didn't bring it up but him not knowing what a word meant i think kind of screwed that up and you know they're like he yeah of course he made me take steroids he was telling everyone to take steroids and it's just like why did he make you take steroids if your costume was going to be a giant orange jumpsuit where nobody saw your body and then they really didn't think that through and again it's just like this oh, mainstream including the government doesn't know what wrestling wrestling entails yeah <laughs> so i don't know kevin kelly could have been juiced to the gills but you didn't see it under that jumpsuit But um, yeah, I I don't remember all that much about when it actually happened. I remember loosely following it. That was in one of the times when just wasn't following WWE all that well, you in, know. Yeah, inside the business, all the only thing that I had had heard was that they were and and McDivitt he said on there he never planned on losing. Like he never even it never even crossed his mind. But the rumor inside the business was. Vince was setting up for who was going to take over running the company if he went to prison. Mm -hmm. And it was always said, the rumor that I heard was it was going to be Jerry Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett's dad, who was running Tennessee, mm -hmm. that he was going to bring him in to basically run the company. Again, that was rumors. I don't know if that was true or not and if they were making a contingency plan in case he did go to jail, which, well, again, that would have changed everything. You know, just... 
Jerry Jarrett, obviously his, he has pedigree and he's been running wrestling for a long time, but he was a territory guy. You right. know? Jerry Jarrett went on to resurrect his territories with TNA. You know, that was him mm-hmm. and Jeff, that was him and his son. Right. So would it have turned into influence or how much influence would Vince had from prison? Yeah. I don't know. So I just remember, again, I was, I was following along in, in the trials. And the, the other big note that you always remembered is just like everybody knew the big three actually ended up going on the stand that everybody, when you point to, yes, they're on steroids, were Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, and Rick Rude. And all three of them were there. I think there was other wrestlers there, but if you go back and you think of all the people that were pretty juiced up, obviously those were three of them. Right. With Ultimate Warrior being the number one, even more so than I, I think of Hogan. But like they made it seem like Hulk Hogan's could have made Vince go down. That, you know, and even I've read some in a few spots in online that Hogan said that Vince didn't go to jail because of my testimony. I don't mm-hmm. know if that surprised you or not. I knew Vince had a lot of heat with Hogan and then, but they went to, that's about the time that he was getting ready to go to WCW. So there was some heat there. So I don't know, but it would have been a completely different business if he did go to jail. And I don't know if Hogan would have been the one that it would have been ironic because they didn't go after Hogan and I'm surprised they didn't. Right. You know, cause he went on Arsenio hall. They showed that. And he's like, Oh, I took it. You know, I did take steroids when it was legal. I did it for a, you know, a bicep injury. Mm-hmm. And then I, I never went back on it. I still train, say my prayers, eat my vitamins and believe in myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, um, what would they go after him for? Wasn't it the, the, the charges were conspiracy to distribute, right? Yeah. Yeah. They would have had to try to slap him with some kind of charge of like taking them and being legal. And it's just like, Hey, if you don't want us to bury you, you're going to have to, you know, testify against Vince, like going for the bigger one. Yeah. But <clears throat> that it sounded like the U S government really did drop the ball on that. And, and rightfully so. I, I spoke to, you know, British bulldog, you know, who's, who's no longer with us. And obviously, you know, when I was doing the tryout match with Ahmed, you know, British bulldog was just like, yeah, they're obviously going to take him. And he made it pretty clear that they were going to take him because of how big he was, Yeah, you know, and this was still when they were trying to get away from big guys, you know, even Lex Luger, who had just got to WWE was smaller than he used to be, but it just made it, made it. And I don't know if he told somebody and it was like hearsay. So I don't want to say that he said this. I don't want to say he said it, you know, but I, he did say, you know, when I was there, it's like, it's clear they're going to take your friend, you know, it's like, there's no doubt about it. But then somebody's like, yeah, you know, he said that, you know, you got to take this stuff because it's kind of like, you wouldn't be, you know, what's the best way to put this? Like you wouldn't be a carpenter if you didn't have a hammer. Right. And he's just like, and they took it as like, you know, taking steroids were part of the, part of the trade tools of the trade. Like if you were going to be in this, that was, that was part of that. Yeah. They couldn't prove, you know, and this is one of the guys saying that supposedly, again, this is just hearsay. I'm not saying British bulldog did say that, but, he could have said it. I don't know. And, and, and it would have made sense because 
even if Vince never said, you have to do this to stay working for me, it was clear that if you didn't have the look that everybody else had, you weren't going to make it. Yeah. You know, so he never had to say it. And I don't think he would ever have to do it. And he wouldn't, I don't think he would offer it to anybody who didn't want to take it. So I, I think that, I don't think they would really had a case. I don't think he would have said you need to take that. But then again, here's another, again, this show is nothing but rumors. I'm not saying any of this was said, but another rumor that was pretty rampant around that time was Rick Rude got off of steroids. And the rumor was that Vince came up to him and said, you're looking pretty small. You're looking pretty, you're not looking as ripped as you are. And he says, well, I'm, I'm getting off of these because I'm trying to have a kid and I can't if I'm on it. And supposedly Vince was like, I can't have ravishing Rick Rude not look ravishing. That was the, again, that was another rumor. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was true or not. But that could have been something that was used against them. That was, you're just like, I'm not telling you, you need to take this, but I can't have my characters not looking like who these characters are. Right. But when Ultimate Warrior came back, he was notably smaller mm -hmm. from his WrestleMania six days. You know, when he came back for that second run, and the, the second run when he came back, he started wearing a singlet, remember, that had airbrush muscles on it. Do you remember mm -hmm. that? Yeah, yeah. So, and then even the third one, it, it was even less. So he, he was noticeably smaller. So I don't think he would have ever had to try to distribute him. I think you, you, you kind of knew that you were going to be something kind of different if you were able to make it and not look like the typical guy that you would have up there. Yeah. You know, and I, again, they were legal, right? Right. So, so no one was really breaking the law and I guess even if Vince was encouraging folks to take it, it wasn't breaking the law either. No, because it's just like, it, it was a big deal when one, two, three kid showed up on raw and went over on razor Ramon. And I, I had wrestled with him in Dallas when he was lightning kid. You know, I was there. I didn't wrestle against him. I was there when he was wrestling the guy who helped train me, Chaz. And he was very small. Like you knew he was small. So when he showed up on Raw, and you're like, okay, and then he goes over on Razor Ramon, you're like, that's a big deal. Yeah. And like, wow, they're putting over one of us that he's not like a big guy, yet he just went over on Monday Night Raw. And again, that kind of coincides with this whole trial. Like maybe they were trying to figure out how to push some guys that were not big guys, which I don't understand. Still to this day, I don't understand. You know, one of the biggest stars in the business before all this was Dusty Rhodes, and he was never a body guy. There was ways that these guys could get over and not have to be on this stuff, you know, that they just didn't. But again, now fast forward, I'm like, I don't know what, what, the, what it is right now. Like, you can go to any anti-aging clinic and you can say they can say your testosterone's low and you can get on some kind of test that's going to give you some kind of you know if you're working out hard and you're dieting right and you're on that you're going to get you're going to get jacked yeah so there there are ways around it to like you could get over 
you don't have to be on this to get over. But at that time, in the 80s, it was Sylvester Stallone. It mm-hmm. was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And you just automatically assume that if you were big, you were a star. Yeah. And like you said, bodybuilding was everywhere. Yeah. In the 80s, you know? Yeah. So it... But that being said, I I do think that I'm I'm glad it was not guilty. I don't think he I don't think he was doing what they were saying. I think they were trying to railroad him. I think the doctor who got found guilty of Zahorian, I think he it sounded like he was guilty if he even did what they said, and he was found guilty. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Vince was doing if Vince. But here's the question: If Vince knew that this guy was at the show selling stuff to the wrestlers and didn't do anything about it. Does that make him guilty? That's, that's questionable. Right. Yeah. So if he knew, yeah, but here we go again. And it's always going to come back to this. Vince doesn't have employees. Does he? Vince has independent contractors. Right. So who is he to say what they're taking? Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So you could have that, but then again, play the devil's advocate to the devil's advocate, Vince can tell you where you can and can't wrestle. Yeah. So are you really an independent contractor? So there's a lot of gray areas, and there was just enough gray area that they just like, it didn't even sound like it was, it was even, he was ever in danger of going to jail. Yeah. I'm sure he was sweating it, you know, for sure, because you're still having to deal with all this, but man. I do remember their drug policies becoming really, really strict after that. Mm-hmm. Like really strict after that. So, and I'm and I'm sure they still are. But you know, with every drug test, there's always around a way around it. Yeah, and didn't they rebrand right after that? Right, they did. They became WWE right after, or dropped the F at least. Yeah, they did drop the F around that same time too. So, man, I don't know. Like I said, I I never did, and I and I do wonder if like if my if my career would have been different if. If I did, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, cause it's just like, you still have to be, there's a lot of guys who did yeah, and didn't make it. Yeah. So you can't say it's a lock. That what would you, without naming names, I mean, what, what would you say? The guys in the locker room you worked with, how many were on average? Was it half the guys, most of the guys? Oh, and, in, in WWE? And just, or, well, I guess in just, general. Yeah. I mean, on, on the independent shows, it it was, it was the minority. Yeah. Honestly, because it's just like you knew the guys that probably were or on some kind of did because those were the guys in the main event because these promoters were marks and the promoters were like, well, these guys look like the guys that I see on TV. Mm-hmm. So they must be stars. So mm-hmm. they're going to be in the main event. Yeah. And you guys will just be filler. Yeah. You know, so. But then as you go higher up the car, like when I was in Global for ESPN, I didn't feel like hardly anybody was. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there was a few guys, you know, just like I could never, you know, who I could never tell were, were the Von Ericks. I mean, I think Kerry clearly was, but Kerry had other, he had other chemical problems too. He right. had other dependence, dependency issues. So why would he not do that one? Sure. But like, but like Kevin, like I don't, I, you couldn't really tell. But then I was just seeing, I was, you know, in global, they had a lot of these like late seventies, early eighties guys that were just like, you know, the black Bart's that were just like these huge, huge guys. And it had nothing to do if, if they could push weight, it was like, if things got rough for real, 
can they knock your teeth out? Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with the amount of weight they pushed. Yeah. You know? So I think even there, it was in in the minority, to be honest. And it's just like, again, and that was also the time period because it was kind of going away. But do you feel like the guys are now? That's what I always wonder. I look at them and it's just like, these guys are all under, there's a lot of guys under 200 pounds. Yeah. So we were talking about these other guys there, you know, they were like high twos, low threes. Yeah. Like really, really big dudes. Well, isn't there other uses though? I mean, you don't necessarily um, just take them for, to increase size. It's to increase performance, right? It's it like is, performance yeah. enhancing drugs, like whatever, whatever uh, Lance Armstrong was taking, right? Right. With that whole intricate blood swap. Um like yeah. what is that possible? Is that doable? I mean, you think people are doing that? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, and you're right. It, it is about all just about performance hand, enhancing. So it's not all about just size. At yeah. that time, it was about size. You know. Yeah. And there's all different times. And I don't. I, I'm no expert by any any stretch, but I do know if there is a difference with one one of the ones that you always heard about was HGH was that human growth hormone, and one of the wrestlers who's no longer with us, uh, a lot of people are going to know who he is. He never made it to WWE. He was big in world class. His name was Jeep Swenson. And you'll know him as in the Joel Schumacher version of Batman. He played Bane. Ah, okay. He was the guy that was in that mask. And yeah. I saw this guy in person. And this guy was like, a freaking beast. Like he was the biggest human being that I've ever seen. Like he had muscles everywhere. But what I always noticed about him was his head was big too. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the thing about human growth hormone is it's going to grow everything. Mm-hmm. It's going to, it's not going to like, okay, I'm just going to stick with growing your muscles. It's going to grow your organs. Like it grows your eyebrow, like the the bones of, above your eyebrow, so you start to literally look like a caveman. Jeez! Like it grows everything, you know. Yeah. It's just not. And that, and he died. Obviously, I mean, I I think it's just like because it doesn't know. It's just going to take your cells and it's going to duplicate them, and it's just going to keep multiplying them, and it's going to make you huge. So, I think a lot of the guys took a lot more of the questionable stuff, you know, that they may have gotten from a questionable source. I feel like those are the guys that they're having a lot of health issues these days. You yeah. know, if, they, if they're still alive, they're having health issues. Well, fast forward to 2021, you can, like I said, you can go to an anti-aging clinic and they have doctors there and they will write you a prescription and you can take a lot of the stuff that would have been considered illegal without a doctor's prescription. And you can do that now. Yeah. And now I feel like everybody's doing, there's a lot of just casual people that are just doing it. Like, are you an athlete? Like, no, I'm just doing it for uh, the devil's advocate. Ah, vanity, my favorite sin, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) I don't. So I would be curious if a lot of the wrestlers these days do have to take anything like that to try to keep up. But I, for sure, they're. Not, I don't. It's by no means encouraged. I don't think it's encouraged anymore. Yeah, there's no way it, it it is. I think when that trial ended, I think that did go away. Now that didn't stop a lot of guys from still coming back and like I'm gonna be huge, you know? Yeah. 
and do it is like I because you got these guys that are huge. Like you got the John Cena's, you got the Rocks, you got the Batistas. Like what are the, what are they doing? You know? Yeah. They're probably I I can guarantee you I know what they're not doing. They're not buying it for some person on a street corner or they're not buying it from some questionable source in a gym. Whatever they're doing, you know the doctors are monitoring what they're doing. So it's probably not illegal per se. Yeah, there's if you've got the funds, there's all kinds of stuff you can do to stay in movie star shape. Yeah, legally. Um, yeah, movie like, stars. That's another one, right? Like you, you can get those. like some some enzymes to take, so when you eat, it just digests the food properly and faster, so you don't have, uh, you know, you don't put on weight. There's a, all those trainers, right? Those Marvel trainers, you yeah. know, that are that. You know, probiotics or something like that. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they can do that are, are considered. It's just at the time, it it was not accepted. So yeah, this has nothing to do with right or wrong. It's just like if it's coming from a doctor and your if your health is being properly monitored, should should you be allowed to do whatever you want to do? Yeah. Now, now one thing you probably shouldn't do is come out and and lie and say that. Say that you're not, and just like, no, I just do this because just steak and potatoes, man, and then I just push weight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that I think that that sends the wrong message, but now we're getting into like body issues, and, and I don't think it's just to women, uh, men anymore. I think women are going through it on different in a different way, right? Yeah. On all the, the unfair looks of like the Instagram models that you're just like, well, you know, she she might have got a boob job or she might have got a butt lift, and it's just like, then I think you're. And that's when you can run the risk of just like having negative body issues. I'm like, oh shit, I don't know what I'm doing because look at what they're doing. Yeah. But, you know, if you got the money and you got the time, you can, this all can be done. It's not just all grit. Mm. So again, I, and, and to circle back to Vince, I'm, I, I think he, what they were trying to accuse him of, I think he was not guilty. Yeah. I don't think he was trying to sell him. I don't, and even if he encouraged them, he never said, you know, I, did he ever say you should do this? Yeah. So I, but he clearly made a fortune on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't, maybe we wouldn't even be talking about this if it wasn't for, you know, I remember the swap, you know, when just like, I'm going to make the run with Hogan, but in, like he said, in, in his defense, everybody that went up, including the big three that I mentioned were all that big before they started working for him. Mm -hmm. And that was, to me, it was just like that, that is enough. Hulk Hogan was always Hulk Hogan. You yeah. know, he was back in the seventies when he was working for Vince's dad, he was that big, Yeah, you know, ultimate warrior, you know, when he, he came from a bodybuilding world, you know, well before he made it to WWE, you know, same with Rick Rude. He came, you know, he was working world-class. He was always, you know, in really good shape. Yeah. So I think these guys already had in their mindset that this is what you had to do to try to make yourself stand out and look better. And then Vince just gave a platform to all those guys. Mm -hmm. So should he go to jail for that? No, maybe there's some st other stuff he should go to jail for. He's like the, he's like the, uh, overarching heel of the whole dark side of the ring series. You know, he's just, 
Yeah, he's just always in the he's involved in everything. He's help you help you know whatever steroids uh, help you get away with murder, whatever cheat on your wife. You're like, noticing and, that, right? <laughs> it's like all those episodes, he is this he is the emperor. Yeah, behind the scenes that are wow. Yeah, I never really realized that there is no is there no dark side without men at least for a lot of these episodes. Yeah, wow. But I don't know, man. The the business still evolved anyway, and I think it would have evolved that way now. And to, you know, now they are looking at, I think UFC, which came around those early nineties too, kind of changed everything too. And they didn't really get into that. That's when you started looking and just like, wait a minute, this guy, Hoist Gracie, I can't even see what he looks like, you know, and you see him and if he's working out in shirts, he just looks like some weird, lanky, bony guy. Yeah. But then he's choking out guys three times his size. Mm -hmm. And that changed the perception of what a tough guy really is. And this happened... In Hollywood too, right? That's yeah. when all of a sudden we went from John Claude to Steven Seagal. Mm-hmm. Like if Steven Seagal took off a shirt, would you be like, "Oh, wow"? That's- well, you kind of went from uh, you went from Schwarzenegger, Stallone to like Will Smith. Yeah, you know exactly, and those became the stars. So I think people's taste kind of went in that direction as well, mm-hmm. but. It was it was a really good episode. I, I think it really was, and I think it was crazy that they actually got the lawyer. And it's almost kind of like he was just like rubbing it in everybody's face. Like, yeah, I had no problem with this case. I never thought I was going to lose. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and I'm on this show. And even if Vince doesn't like this show, I'm still here. But we're unbreakable. <laughs> we will never break our bond. <laughs> you will never break our bond. It was crazy hearing Shane and Stephanie there. You know, and how talking about nervous and then just like him talk, giving that story about Stephanie running out of the courtroom crying. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, don't worry, Steph, you haven't heard me talk yet. (laughs) It's just like, man, yeah, (laughs) it's just like Vince talks about his grapefruits, but I mean, McDivitt, maybe he probably had it too, man. Like he was not worried at all. Yeah, man. So I don't know. It's just like, Oh, and they didn't talk about the Jesse the Body stuff at all in there, too. And obviously, I think Jesse talked about a little bit about his stuff. But he never, by the time he got to WWE, I think he had some health issues and he was already retiring. So, but clearly with the name Jesse the Body, he was probably taking stuff before he got there. But yeah, prior to the trial, McMahon had lost a civil lawsuit brought on by Jesse the Body for over 800K owed in royalties for Ventura's color commentary. And that was for basically the the uh, Coliseum videos of just like, Hey, wait, you're selling these tapes and it's got my voice on it and doing the commentary and I'm not getting a cut of this. Mm, So, and then Jesse, the body was also the, you know, we talked about this before that he was trying to like WrestleMania two, like time WrestleMania three time for everyone to stage a walkout and let's start a union. And then Hogan stooged me out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hogan stooged me out, brother. (laughs) So Vince had a lot of shit going on at this time. And, you know, uh, ironically, he also had his uh, Vince McMahon had a closed down. Remember, he started the WBF, uh, the World Bodybuilding Federation, mm-hmm. and he was gonna like, I'm gonna do for bodybuilding what I did for pro wrestling, and I'm gonna give all these guys gimmicks, and they're gonna be household names. And he brought Lex Luger in, and remember Lex Luger before he jumped to from WCW to WWE, he actually jumped to WBF, mm-hmm. and he was bringing him in as a bodybuilder. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like I said, bodybuilding was just huge in the '80s, man. Everybody was into it. Yeah, and so he clearly he had to shut that down because there was nobody 
in bodybuilding that's not taking some kind of supplement. Right. It's like you're you're just going to lose if you're not doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, especially, you know, now for strong men and stuff, like you could have people that are just like born with like this really freakish strength. But as far as like getting your muscles to show through and carrying as little body fat as possible, like you got to you got to do something. Yeah. It just can't happen naturally. So Boys got to have their candy. Yes, we need the That t- was the most ominous line in the whole show. <laughs> yeah, the boys got to have their candy. <laughs>